Welcome everybody to the Organic Human Show and it's Sammy your host with Martin and we are continuing our awesome chat from last time where he gave us some really great information about what our immune system is and what we can do to keep it strong and also what lockdown did to it and I'm sure you all enjoyed it so much as much as I did. So this time we're going to chat a little bit deeper about um aspect of what is a virus and how are the masks benefiting us or aren't they benefiting us and then how what kind of tips can we do that will allow us to kind of manage if we get any type of virus and um, and how does that work so I'm going to hand it over to Martin and he's going to share some of his wisdom with us today thanks Martin for being with us so do tell me what is a virus hello Samantha thank you for inviting me to organic human show once again uh, really appreciate the opportunity to impart knowledge on the audience as knowledge is power and I hope that the audience benefits from this information and uh, and all finds it uh, interesting so from the outset um, I really want to say that we all need to think critically and do our own research so your first question was what is a virus so a virus is not a living thing. A viron-like particle in a healthy body cannot reproduce. It is a piece of RNA or DNA. 45% of your DNA is viral. A virus lacks the ability to replicate on its own. And in 1918, a Dr. Steiner said viruses are an excretion of a toxic cell. There was an experiment that they did then. They took, I think, hundreds of people who had flu, and what they did is they had the mucus sucked out of their noses and injected that into healthy people. And not one time could they make the next living man or woman sick. In 2006, Dr. William P. Trebing said, Viruses have never been proven to cause disease or be infectious. The culprit, however, is not the microbe. It is the level of toxicity you have in your bloodstream. At any given time, the human body is a host to millions of opportunistic viruses, bacteria, fungi, and parasites. This is normal. Sickness happens when natural immunity is impaired. The number one cause of disease, according to Dr. Robert Young, is poisoning of the bodily fluids, the, the interstitial fluids. So if you look at the atmosphere, cyanide in the atmosphere can attach to the H2 receptor in the lungs, and this can cause 
a multitude of problems. Glyphosate, which is sprayed on food, can also damage the body. All this leads to an acidic bloodstream. Disease begins in an acidic environment. It really is all about the terrain, not necessarily the germ, so to speak. Now remember, fear also weakens the body and has a toxic effect on us. As I said in the previous podcast, Louise Hay, well-known author, said the probable cause of influenza is a response to mass negativity and beliefs. Let that sink in. Now, flu is an inside job. The body is screaming at you for the improper self-care. Let's say in the Arctic there are these dolphins swimming around and suddenly they start getting ill. Do you pull out the sick dolphin, vaccinate it or the other dolphins, or maybe check that part of the ocean, that area that they were in, is maybe toxic, pollution, oil slicks, etc. What about a a fish in your fishbowl, if it's sick, do you take out the fish and vaccinate it? Or maybe check your fishbowl, uh, how dirty it is. Maybe there's residue of other things that shouldn't be in there. And you then need to clean out your fishbowl first. There's another story regarding horses, where sick horses were, um, they took these sick horses and they covered their heads with a covering then put that infected cover over a healthy horse and no infection was transmitted. There was no cross-infection. Viruses cannot be caught. Rather, they are expressed by our bodies. Now, author Ramesh Ramkumar in his book Being Human said, We do not need a cure for colds or flu. The cold or flu itself is the cure. Another quote from a professor emeritus of pathology at the University of Toronto, Etienne de Harvin, medical um, doctor, said, virus mania is a social disease of our highly developed society. To cure it will require conquering fear fear being the most deadly contagious virus most efficiently transmitted by the media. Okay, so that's what I can say regarding what a virus is and we'll move on to the next question. So can we please take a moment and just speak around the mask story. Okay, the interesting cloth mask story. So after listening to renowned doctors, professors, scientists, virologists, epidemiologists around the world, doing my own research and being a wellness practitioner, 
here is my perspective on the subject. So human blood requires constant reoxygenation. We inhale O2 and exhale carbon dioxide. So we inhale oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide for a reason. Wearing a mask decreases blood oxygenation while trapping toxic CO2, carbon dioxide, into your own closed ventilation system. In essence, you are slowly poisoning yourself with a toxic gas and also recirculating any pathogens you have in your body right back into your body, which increases your chance of becoming ill. Masks also increase the sympathetic mimetic drive, pushing up cortisol, ultimately putting the body into a stress state. And we spoke about this in the previous podcast, that the body back then, back in the day when we were hunters, a lion was running after you. And if you escaped, your adrenaline came down, and if you didn't, well, then you were eaten. But in this case, with the masks, you're constantly putting your body into that stress state as if a lion is continuously chasing you. And this down-regulates the immune system, causing endogenous microbes to come to the surface. It's like lighting a match to ignite dormant viruses to become active, so to speak, and this makes one more susceptible to illness. Masks can also possibly cause a histotoxic, hypoxic injury. This is the inability of cells to take up or use oxygen from the bloodstream. And this also suppresses the immune system. And because of this increase in carbon dioxide, this can lead to cognitive dysfunction. Another issue brought up um, by dentists that's been raised is something called mask mouth. It's resulting in dental disasters like bad breath, decaying teeth, receding gum lines, and even gum disease. The dentists who previously saw people who had good teeth are seeing an increase in teeth problems now. And dentists are saying that the face coverings increase dry mouth problems as well as a buildup of bacteria. When people wear a mask, they often breathe through their mouth, which dries out the mouth by decreasing saliva. And saliva is essential for fighting bacteria and cleaning the teeth. It also neutralizes acid within the mouth to prevent tooth decay and gum disease. And gum disease can eventually result in an increased risk of heart attack and stroke. Another issue that's been raised is something called, well, I call it mask acne. The skin's pH is plus minus 5.5 to 5.7 for the skin to be healthy. This pH forms the skin's acid mantle and is a protective barrier. It keeps the skin healthy from bacterial infection. When the skin is covered by a mask continuously, it is firstly starved of oxygen. The skin is an organ, the largest actually, and it respires, which means it breathes oxygen itself. The masks destroy the acid mantle, so the skin becomes highly acidic. Moisture builds up, it becomes warm, there's lack of light, 
It then becomes a perfect breeding ground for bacteria, leading to skin infections, inflammation, pimples, etc. So one of the final comments regarding masks um, is basically a virus is 0.12 plus minus to about 0.15 microns in diameter. The cloth mask's porosity are plus minus 2 to 10 microns in diameter. It's literally like trying to keep mosquitoes out of a chicken coop. And finally, um, a question I'm often asked is why do surgeons wear a mask? Well, surgeons wear a mask during surgery to keep their saliva or spittle from entering the sterile field. Now, there are many other negative aspects related to this topic, as in psychosocial, neuroperception effects, especially in children. And I can go on and on, but that's for another discussion, um, for you know another another podcast potentially, and um, we'll talk about that then. Okay, Samantha. So the last question is, what would I do if I had some kind of a cold? What tips would I, um, well, what would I do for myself? So we'll get into that. But I'd like to just talk of the previous podcast on building and boosting our immunity because that's important that the audience still remembers or the, the new audience understands that where I'm getting to with what I do for myself when I've got a potential virus. So just something I'd like the audience to um, absorb is this statement. Our bodies are sovereign territory and subject to our exclusive self-determination. So last podcast, you spoke about exercise and nutrition. Okay, and let me reiterate. Sensible balanced movement to get the blood moving is priority. This is all regarding the immunity of the body. Rebounding is great for the lymphatic system. If you don't have a rebounder, then brisk walking is just as good. But walk with awareness. Take note of what your body is doing. Yes, you might be outside if you're walking in, in nature, which is great. Just take note of the way your body moves. Okay, and if it's on a treadmill, take note of the way the body moves. So exercise that incorporates stretching, strengthening, and stamina is great, but it must be within your level of fitness. Don't overdo things when you should be, maybe you're a beginner and you need to start very slowly. With nutrition, Eating veggies is ideal, predominantly veggies for the body. These contain quality minerals and vitamins, etc. The greens contain vitamin C, vitamin K, folate, which is a type of B vitamin, and carotenoids. These are antioxidants. Okay, they enhance our immune system. Green vegetables also contain phytochemicals, and these are the colors you get, the greens, the beetroot colors, the, the reds, the tomatoes, purples of um, all the colors of the rainbow basically should be on your plate when you eat. And these are all additional colors of the food that add to our body, that create and enhance what our body needs. 
and it could lead to many things that just boost and build the body. So these foods increase the vitality of the body. Okay, and nature really is amazing. If you um, certain foods are actually aligned with our organs. Look at a carrot. Cuts a carrot in half. It looks like an eye, the iris of an eye. Walnuts, walnuts, um, like the brain. Okay, celery with bones. Compare that. Tomatoes with our heart. Cut a tomato in half and see that it's very similar to what a heart looks like. Our heart. Sweet potatoes with the pancreas. Grapes with lungs. The alveoli sacs look like grapes. But obviously you want to preferably get organic grapes because they are highly sprayed. So, to me, good health is the objective with nutrition. And as discussed before, we need to look at the acid-alkaline balance of the body. Eating less acid-forming foods and more alkaline-forming foods. Sunlight, which you spoke about, 20 minutes a day. Around about before 11, after 2, depending on where you live. Okay, but it's vital to get those 20 minutes. If you want to wear a hat, wear a hat. But get outside and experience the healing rays of the sun. Our gut is 80% of the immune system. Okay, we need to boost our gut flora. So ideally, you want to get some kind of a probiotic into your body. Vitamin C is fantastic. Lemons are really high in vitamin C. You can freeze the lemons and grate it over your salad, but obviously wash your lemons before or get organic. Look at a, a good quality supplement. Okay, Always check the inert ingredients in the supplement. Don't just take it at face value. Look through, ask for assistance when you're buying one. Go for high quality, not just generic run-of-the-mill. You need to give the body what it needs as in a whole food format. So for me, whole food supplements are ideal rather than isolated. That's what I personally would do. And in a vitamin B complex, which is really good for stress, which we're all experiencing right now, I wouldn't um, overdo it because it can stimulate the body. So, you know, probably starting in the morning with um, a dose. But remember that everyone is different. We spoke about that last time. One man's meat is another man's poison. We're all different. So you need to just consult with a professional before you start going into a whole barrage of supplements. Another good one is magnesium and selenium. Because our soil is so depleted, these minerals aren't really in there like they used to be. When we eat food, it's going to be lacking in, in those minerals. Quercetin we spoke of is really great to boost the immune system as well. So you want to look at natural sources of a potential multivitamin and mineral. That would be a great starting point, plus the exercise, gentle, plus the nutrition. You don't have to jump into the deep end with exercise. You start very slowly, baby steps. Okay, so regarding me, um, as you know, I'm into natural, holistic wellness support when it comes to treating myself. And as I said in our previous podcast, prevention is better than the cure. And that's why I spoke of building and boosting our immunity. Um, we haven't got a lot of time, but without going into too much detail, I'll just give a, um, 
little bit of a synopsis or of what I would do with regards to myself if I had a so-called cold. Uh, firstly, I'd increase my dosages of uh, supplements. Like for instance, vitamin C. I take a thousand milligrams on the hour, every hour, until I feel my tummy may be acting up. Then you know, you know, take a step back and reduce. Warm liquids are great to have throughout the day with lemon and raw honey. Raw honey is antibacterial. Uh, you don't put a whole lemon, you'd maybe um, slice and let it steep and then drink that throughout the day. You want to drink more than eat, okay? Um, because when you eat, the, you want to, the fires in the digestive system, you want to keep the fire in the body for healing. So you don't want to overeat. You want to maybe just keep it liquid-based, soups, a little bit of fruit here and there, but not overeating. So all the energy that's necessary for you to heal can then do what it needs to do. And sleep. I would, um, I would turn off the TV and the mobile devices and rest as much as possible. That's what you also need to do is probably sleep throughout the day. Get a little bit of sunshine if you can and then sleep. That's what I do. I sleep as much as possible. Um, I also use colloidal silver, which is um, a natural antibiotic. And I get my body into a more alkaline state, okay, using good foods and enough water, um, quality water, fluoride-free is what I would go for. I also like to use Eastern remedies related to the lungs and homeopathic remedies. Uh, essential oils are very powerful. Eucalyptus is one of my go-to ones. To inhale it, you can put a couple of drops into a big bowl of water, cover your head with a towel and inhale that um, you know, for a few minutes. Or, or add it to your bath if you, if you enjoy bathing. Uh, mix it with a carrier oil, like an almond oil. Only a few drops um, in a carrier oil. I think in five, mil, um, in five mils of a carrier oil, about three drops of the actual essential oil. And make sure it's quality and add that into your bath, and you sit there for, you can lie there for 20 minutes. Also adding Epsom salts is really good into the bath. Uh, that's a type of um, magnesium sulfate. Now for me, if, if the cold is above the neck, I'll do gentle exercise, okay? If it's in my chest, there's no exercise at all. That's it, gotta rest. Um, there are supportive spices that I like, uh, ginger, garlic, oregano. You can get those in capsules and I sometimes do do that. If my cold is a little bit more severe than I expected, I need to then up the dosages and you can get those in capsule form. And if I'm struggling after that, uh, after a few days, I then would go see my holistic medical practitioner to get additional uh, support and advice. And that's really um, what I would do. I just want to go back to um, talking generally that we didn't speak enough about sleep. So sleep, quality sleep regenerates the body, okay? And you want to get to sleep preferably before 12 in the morning. So around about 10, 30, 11 for, for most people. 
because that's when the body does all its cleaning up and regeneration. And if you don't get enough sleep, when you wake up in the morning, your body's already on its back foot. And if you're not well and you're feeling like you're getting something, well, that's probably because you didn't get enough rest. So one needs to look at that as well. And you want to reduce the toxic burden on your body, okay? Chemicals in the food, air, and water are a problem. And we spoke of last time, white refined sugar is obviously going to make your body very acidic, okay? So I hope that helps the audience. And that's generally what I would do, um, adding a few more things here and there, depending on the severity. Okay, so... What I'd like to say to start ending it off is really, you know, one of our greatest allergies is the allergy to personal responsibility. So as my mission statement, my slogan of Life Force Fitness reads is, take charge of your life. Learn to love thyself. You know, love heals the body and mind. Find joy and fun in the simplest of things. And again, we spoke of it last time, is socializing boosts immunity. Hugging boosts immunity. Laughing boosts immunity. Certain music boosts immunity. Being out in nature boosts immunity. There really are no excuses to do something for your body. It's time to take action, really. At the end of the day, you have to be responsible. Personal responsible. Personal responsibility is vital. You know, we have God-given unalienable rights. The three of them I'm going to mention are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I would like to implore every living man and woman who is listening to this podcast to claim them. And finally, Samantha, I would like to end with this. What we think we create, what we feel we attract, what we imagine we become. Wow, thank you, Martin, so much. That was highly fascinating, and I'm sure our listeners are really excited and also quite uh, blown away by this information. So... Listeners, take what you what resonates with you, discard what doesn't, go and ask your doctors um, the right questions, and also, you know, ask for yourself to uh, feel into everything of what works for you and your body instead of what the narrative is outside of um, in the in the media. And it's a very important process to be there with discernment, self-respect, and um, you know, integrity of the human vessel, because that is our priority here, is to keep ourselves organic and to keep ourselves sovereign. Thank you so much for joining me, Martin, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks again, Samantha, for having me on the show. I hope the audience benefited from listening to this information. And I look forward to our next podcast.